Good morning, everyone. The title of my message today is Renewed Vision. And we're going to look at a story of a few people who were impacted by the power of the resurrection and see uh, how their lives were changed and were able to have renewed vision. You know, there's lots of things to focus on right now. Perhaps some of you have lost jobs. Perhaps some of you have lost loved ones. Maybe this is a time where you're feeling a little overwhelmed by the state of the world, by what you see on the news every night. Uh, maybe you're just trying to balance home and work life in the new situation that you're in. Or maybe you uh, just have a couple of these running around in your house and things are a little bit crazy right now. Say hi, guys. Hi. Maybe you're wearing your Christmas pajamas right now, actually, because, hey, why not? What do you got to do today? I think for a lot of us, you know, we are uh, perhaps stuck in a perspective on the situation that I want to encourage us to think differently about this morning. I think for me, sometimes with all that's going on, I find myself wrestling with this, this thought, this recurring thought of just when is this all going to be over? And kind of having the perspective of we just need to get through it. And I want to help us this morning, hopefully, to look at the scriptures and break free of that get through it mindset. Because I think while there may be moments of this time where that's all we can do is maybe have that get through mindset. I don't believe that that's what God intends for us to continue in and for us to stay in throughout this whole period. And I know I need that reminder from the scriptures that I can't stay stuck in that get through it mindset. I need renewed vision for my life. You know, on the heels of Easter, as we remember the resurrection again today during communion, can you have renewed vision? That's the question for you this morning. Renewed vision for who you're going to be and what you're going to do for God and what you're going to be about. I'm talking about for the rest of your life, but I'm also talking about right now, today, who we're going to be and what we're going to do for God, having a renewed vision. We're going to look in Luke chapter 24 at an example of two people who had their world rocked by some significant events, particularly the death of Jesus. But they were also able to have renewed vision for their lives because they saw the risen Lord. I believe these two disciples of Jesus serve as great examples for us at a time where we need inspiration. Whether you're a follower of Jesus or haven't made that decision yet, I believe that this passage can help develop your faith along your faith journey. Let's read together in Luke chapter 24, verse 13. This passage comes immediately after Peter goes out and finds the empty tomb. In verse 13, it says, Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed, before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more... 
It is the third day since all this took place. Before they knew who they were speaking to, the Bible describes them as being discouraged, defeated, and confused. They were in a place, like many of us today maybe, where they needed a renewed vision. They needed some inspiration in their lives. And that was going to come for them at the sight of the risen Lord. You know, during this time, and maybe many of your times, both before you became a Christian, if you're a Christian right now, or uh, even after becoming a follower of Jesus, we go through times where you're going along well, but then, man, you just get kind of thrown off course. And, you know, it goes with a quote by the great American philosopher, Mike Tyson. He said, everybody's got a plan till they get punched in the mouth. And that's kind of the truth, right? Everybody has maybe, you know, plans, ambitions, desires, things that they're going after. And I can guarantee you that no matter how great your January and February were, that nobody's March and April have gone according to their plan. We've all been thrown off course a little bit. Certainly in my life, you know, it's, it's been a rough March and April. Uh, on March 12th, I lost my father. He uh, suffered a, a massive stroke and was in the hospital in New Jersey for three weeks on and off a ventilator uh, before he passed. And it's been the hardest experience that I've ever had in my entire life. And maybe you've suffered loss. But I know for all of us, we've certainly had a hard couple of months. We've had unique experiences that have been challenging in different ways. But I believe that there can still be hope. You know, at times, it's been easy to feel a little hopeless as you look at the events around you. Certainly for these disciples, that was the case. In verse 21, they said, we had hoped that Jesus was the one who was going to restore Israel. They were referencing a time where they had hope. But now Jesus is dead. And they were running out of hope. It's important to look at where we're putting our hope during this time. As we're trying to figure out <clears throat> how to get through this difficult time. You know, <clears throat> my wife is part of a Facebook group online, uh, and it's made up of Long Island moms, not church members, just generally Long Island moms. And uh, one of the things that someone posted on there was, how are you getting through this time? And unfortunately, you go on and see where people are turning. You know, probably about 75% of the responses on there were alcohol related, right? And we've got to be mindful where we're putting our hope and what we're leaning on in these times, the, the habits that we may be forming during these times. You know, for some, maybe it's alcohol. For some, maybe it's food. Maybe it's a bad relationship. Maybe it's online shopping. I don't know what it is for you. But you've got to be mindful of where you're going for comfort, for hope during these times, an outlet during these challenging times. But I believe the question that was posted on there wasn't even the right question, right? How are we going to get through these hard times? I believe this morning God has a much bigger question for all of us. It's not just how are we going to get through it, but how can we be the best follower of Jesus? How can we fulfill the vision that God has for our lives right now, today, and not just when this thing is over? That's the question we've got to ask ourselves this morning. How can we have renewed vision? Well, I mentioned earlier, renewed vision came for them and comes for, for us from seeing the risen Lord. Let's read in Luke 24, verse 22. It says, In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. 
Verse 25, he said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Jesus wasn't holding back right there. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to where they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Renewed vision comes from seeing the risen Lord, right? He talks about how people had been to the tomb even and and seen it empty, but they still couldn't believe the truth. They didn't catch the vision of what was going on. But for them, they were able to grasp it in this moment. Why? Because they saw the risen Lord. It says their hearts were set on fire as Jesus spoke with them, as he revealed himself to them. And I think for us, maybe we can struggle a little bit going, well, I wish I could just see the risen Lord right in front of me, right? Why can't I just have that interaction like they did? And I know that can be challenging sometimes, but I think we have to look at the story a little bit more closely to see how he did reveal himself to them. You know, we look at just a few quick examples. It says he revealed himself through the scriptures. I think looking at the scriptures is a way that we can see the risen Lord. They talked with him as they walked. You know, that that was part of their understanding of Jesus, their seeing of Jesus. It was through connection with him. Prayer is a great way we can connect with Jesus and see the risen Lord. And then it talks about, you know, Jesus breaking bread like we're going to do in a few minutes together, remembering that that time with him of fellowship where they not only ate food, but could remember perhaps the Last Supper and the time where he broke bread with his apostles, as, as he told them, or as they may have shared that story with them. You know, this is something that I think we get an incredible opportunity to do through church. We get to break bread every week and remember Jesus. But we also get to do that in communion with others, right? In fellowship with others. I think connection with disciples is an incredible way that we get to see the risen Lord. Jesus gave us that representation of his body on earth in the church. And and I know I was so grateful during our times uh, in the hospital. Just, you know, there were a lot of lonely and challenging times there, but I was so thankful for men like Phil Garrison and Rob Novak and Larry Craig who came and sat with me and just, you know, spent time with me during that time in addition to certainly my family members. But that helped me feel the presence of Jesus, the the connection and the support and the comfort and the love. It's what I think helps fan our hearts into flame, as the scriptures say here, by feeling the presence of Jesus, by seeing Jesus. I want to ask you this morning, how are you staying connected to Jesus' body? Are you jumping on those Zoom midweeks or or those meetings online or making the phone calls and texting and, and staying connected because it's a vital part of us seeing Jesus. And if we're not careful, we can lose that connection and all of a sudden we can lose our vision for our lives right now too. We've got to make sure that doesn't happen. Renewed vision comes from seeing the risen Lord. It also gets us moving. Renewed vision gets us moving. Look in verse 33. It says, They got up and returned to Jerusalem at once. There they found the eleven and those with him assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke bread. It says that once their hearts were stirred, they got up and got moving immediately right for them they went back to jerusalem again that connection aspect they went back to their spiritual family where they knew the brothers and sisters were and i think the visual that we get here is that renewed vision gets 
you moving. For them, it was getting connected again and sharing the good news. That was how they got moving. But I think for all of us, getting moving by that renewed vision depends on kind of our situation right now. Certainly, we're in many places, right? We're, we're connecting right now with people who are single, people who have families, people who maybe uh, are in different work situations and socioeconomic situations. And I think what getting moving looks like for you may not be what getting moving by the Spirit of God looks like for someone else right now. Certainly, if you've had a tragic loss or, or if you've suffered the loss of a job and your, your circumstances are vastly different right now and you've suffered a tragedy like that, then getting moving maybe for you just looks like getting moving closer to God, right? I think the challenge, even for me at times, as, as I've lost my father, has been just to kind of get really into myself and sit and, and not really think about, okay, where do I need to go? What do I need to do? It's easy to just kind of get stuck. And, and certainly there's a grieving process that we all need to go through, and that may look different for everyone. But as you're going through these challenging times, I think universally God wants to move us all closer to himself. He wants to draw us all closer to himself through whatever we're going through. And certainly that's a way we can get moving during these challenging times, to come out of it with a, a radically more powerful walk with God than we went into it with. If you're an essential worker right now, first of all, we just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for everything you're doing and, and putting yourself at risk so that you know, the rest of us can have as close to a level of normal life as we possibly can right now. We're, we're so grateful for all that you're doing to sacrifice yourself and kind of put yourself at risk so that we can have those freedoms and those opportunities as well. But uh, maybe for you it's just continuing to be a light in the workplace. Maybe that's how God wants to get you moving this morning. That's the vision he wants to put on your heart this morning. It is seeing that, yeah, I can make a difference and I can serve in these ways, but I can also shine brightly. I can talk differently. I can act differently. I can think differently in the workplace and be an incredible example of Jesus for people as I continue to serve. You know, for you, maybe it's uh, working at home, whether that's as a single with other roommates or maybe it's uh, as a family, you know, with, with kids running around or maybe your, your spouse home working with you too. There's, you know, certainly challenges that come with that, but there's also great opportunity that comes with that as, as you're kind of evaluating your situation. What can you do? How can you use this time that God has kind of put us in and we've experienced to be able to grow closer to him, but also to get maybe more connected with your family, to spend more time with your kids, to spend more time with your spouse, to be kind of connecting in a deeper way than maybe you otherwise are able to. I think it's interesting to note, too, as Jesus approaches these disciples, he starts by asking them a question, as he did often. But he asked them a question, what are you talking about? And I think that's a good question for us to think about, too, especially those of us who are home around roommates or, or maybe spending more time with around our kids who are sitting there listening to us. What are you talking about? What's coming out of your mouth during this time? What are your kids hearing? What are your roommates hearing? Is it the example of Jesus that you hope to be? Because if not, maybe that's where Jesus wants to help you get moving towards this morning. Maybe to being a better example. Someone who's speaking and acting more like Jesus for them to hear and to see. I think we can all certainly evaluate ways that we can serve at this time. You know, if, if we have the capacity considering, you know, what can I do? Who can I bring a meal to maybe? Or who can I bring groceries to that's not able to get out themselves? Or, you know, whatever. Certainly don't put yourself in a bad situation. You've got to think through that. But what can you do to serve? I, I know there's so many kind of restrictions on what we can do, but there's still opportunity to serve 
during this time. And I think we've got to evaluate how we can do that. Because certainly God wants us to make the most of the opportunities that we do have. I think we've got to evaluate what God wants us to do, where he wants us to get moving. And we've got to consider his renewed vision for our lives and who he wants us to be and what he wants us to do. But one other just small aspect of this that I want to really emphasize is the renewed vision that God wants us to see of how he thinks about us, of how he feels about us. And as we move into our time of communion this morning, certainly that was best demonstrated on the cross. 2,000 years ago, God confirmed how much he loves you by sacrificing his son on the cross for us. But I think even in this example, we can find that truth of how God feels about us. You know, it says that these disciples were walking to Emmaus. And I don't know why they were leaving Jerusalem to go to Emmaus, but you know, the, the indication we have just from all we know about them in the scriptures right here is that they were leaving Jerusalem and they weren't really prominent members of the church from what we know because this is all we hear about them. And so when you look at that, I, I consider that to be somewhat of a negative, right, of these guys. They, they were people who weren't necessarily uh, the pillars of the church, people who were kind of at the um, center strength of who Jesus was kind of spending his time around maybe. But you look at them and they were, in this moment, I think you can consider them as wanderers a little bit, right? They were kind of drifting off from Jerusalem, from the central like spiritual hub. They were going off and, and you look at that and I think that's a great picture because Jesus goes to them. Immediately after raising from the dead, Jesus goes to them and talks with them. He chooses to go after the wanderer. And I think that's an amazing just visual of how much God cares even about you know, those who maybe aren't doing the strongest spiritually. If you, if you feel like a wanderer this morning, maybe you haven't been living your best life for Jesus and kind of feel down in the dumps a little bit spiritually, or maybe you've left God. Maybe you've not been connected to the body. Jesus still reaches for the wanderers. And I think that's an incredible takeaway this morning from this scripture, that Jesus is chasing you down right now. That's how he feels about you. That's the vision that God has for you, even when you don't have it for yourself. You know, I referenced a Mike Tyson quote earlier, and a lot of people know the first line of that quote, but I think fewer know the second line. It goes, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. But then, like a rat, they stop in fear and freeze. You know, I think we've got to pay attention to that second line. You know, for us, we've definitely gotten punched in the mouth a little bit spiritually and certainly in life, right? This is a time that's been challenging, that's been hard. But we can't allow that second part to happen. We can't stop and freeze and stay there and stay stuck. No, that's not who Jesus wants you to be right now. That's not the vision God has for your life right now. We can't just stop and wait for tomorrow and then the next day and then the next day for all of this to be over. The get through it discipleship model does not work. We need to be Christians who look at the situation and evaluate who can I be for God today. And again, as we focus on the cross, I want to share in 2 Corinthians 5.21 as we finish out here, entering into chapter 6 as well. It says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. In the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time. Today is the day. You know, if you're not a disciple of Jesus, what are you waiting for? This is the good news that Jesus, one who had no sin, came down out, down out of heaven and died to make you the righteousness of God. 
That's an amazing thing, an amazing act of love that Jesus did for us, for you and me, for all sinners. And he wants us to have access to that. He wants us to embrace that. He says, now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. Don't wait another day. If somebody sent you a link to this or, or you know, gave you an opportunity to connect with our service this morning, you got to reach out and ask more about Jesus. Ask more about this vision God has for your life. you got to look at the scriptures and figure that out. And if you're a disciple of Jesus, it says, do not receive God's grace in vain. Disciples of Jesus, we've got to cling to this great grace that we have, that we can have in the risen Lord, and see the new vision that God has for our lives today, in this day. At at this time, as we take communion, let's go ahead and pray for the bread, which represents Jesus' body that was broken on the cross for us, and the blood that represents, uh, the juice that represents the blood that was shed on the cross for us. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come before you thankful for an opportunity to look to you as our Savior, as our God, as our Lord. Uh, Father, we just are are so amazed and humbled by your love for us, by your vision for our lives, God. Thank you for your great vision that you have for us today. Lord, I know that we've all experienced difficulty and and pain and hurt at this time. and uh, Father, that's real. No one can look at that and, and discredit that, but we We do want to see your vision for our lives even at this time. God, please help us to not get stuck in this state, but to continue to look forward, to see with hopeful eyes and with visionary eyes, to see the risen Lord and to understand that incredible victory of Jesus raising from the dead after dying on the cross for us. And remember that today is the day, now is the time where I can see your great vision for my life and get up and live the best that I can to follow your son, Jesus. Thank you so much for this time to remember the cross and to connect virtually with our brothers and sisters. It's in your son, Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.